It's all over. It's all over. Your life? Yeah. <laughs> the shill has died. <laughs> Long live the shill. Yeah. Well, I'm guessing most of our listeners probably know what we're talking about. You know, you being the shill that you are. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Spider-Man. Sony. Uh, you know, I watched my parents get a divorce and... Uh, it's giving me flashbacks. Oh, geez. That, it's that serious. It's huh? very serious. I, I, it's, hey, it's Marvel and I, it's movies. You know, people are dying I'm right now. I broke the news via text. I'm hoping that was the first you had heard. You did. Yes. You got me. So at, I ruined your day. You got me at work and I was like, oh, this is bullshit. He has to be fucking wrong. This can't be right. No. Nope. What, what world are we living in? It's right. We're not living in the MCU. No. Not a Spider-Man people. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that's going to be our main topic of discussion. We'll save that, though. Yeah. Right. Yeah, we will. Can we you will. can you talk about anything else or is it too? I mean, I will hold the pain at bay. Yeah. So everything we talk about, you're going to somehow find like it's going to be like six degrees to Kevin Bacon or whatever <laughs> right, with Spider-Man. Right. Well, that's just like this Sony Spider-Man thing. <laughs> <laughs> but, but yeah, let's do the news. Most important and the most entertaining news that you will get all day is the movie news with a couple of rabble rousers, Jackson and Helmet the Movie. It's bored and annoyed with the news. So Kevin Smith is going to be doing a He-Man show, an anime for Netflix. Now, is it done? Do we know if it's going to be done in the style of the old like 80s animation or is it going to be anime like uh, like the Castlevania, Castlevania type show? We don't know that yet. What He's do you saying, hope? Uh, you know, I hope that if they do go the anime route, they go really. He said it's going to be metal. It's going to be the most metal thing ever. And I'm like, okay, good. You can go anime if you want, kind of hyper realistic if you want. Just go really metal with the character design. Still sure. has to be the muscular dudes, make Skeletor really intimidating. You can do either. You just got to. You just got to pick a lane. Right. Well, if he's saying it's metal, I wonder if it's going to be like the animation, like uh, in those heavy metal movies, those old like, right. cartoon, which right. would be kind of neat. I, I do wonder, like, there's more a, of an 80s feel, I guess. There's a really big part of me, like, I'm sitting here, I'm like, they say anime, but anime is, it's it's created in Japan. You know, like some people will say like, oh, Avatar The Last Airbender is anime. It's not anime. It's made in America. Yeah, you know, I think of a very particular style of animation when I think of anime. And yes. He-Man, if they're talking like the old He-Man, I don't consider that anime. No, it's just a cartoon. Right. So we'll see. I mean, maybe they're just sort of outsourcing the animation bits to Japan. So it's like this weird regular cartoon anime hybrid. Okay. Um, Kind of like, I guess that's technically what Castlevania would have been. Sure. Uh this could be really cool, but I also don't understand why anybody's like, it's He-Man. Like, Why is it happening? Yeah. Right. Well, like, He-Man, the cartoon, was not a good show. I can't say I remember it. They have it on Netflix if you want to. My, my so that might be why it's happening. Yeah, maybe, maybe a lot of people have watched it. Well, and every time I've gone on there, like in the trending section on Netflix... He-Man, for some reason, the Masters of the Universe movie is there. Hey. I don't get it. 
It's a terrible fucking movie. It's a movie. terrible movie. I do have like that's one of those that has like a spot in my mm-hmm. my heart though because I watched it as a kid and I liked it. What's his name who plays Skeletor? Frank Langella is awesome. He's yeah. actually now he, yes, he's absolutely chewing the scenery. Right. But he's the fun thing to watch in the movie. That's why it's he's good. He like knows what he's he's he knows what he's in. When he gets the power of the universe right. and he's like absolute Oh, God. Oh, the gold. That was the only thing I hated. Right. All of a sudden, it's like, wait a minute. Why is he prancing around in this? He looked cool with a hood. But but he's a master of the universe now. I suppose that's true. You got to get a wardrobe change. You got to get the gold. Yeah. Yeah. Snap your fingers. And all of a sudden, you're like this gold staff wielding thing with jewels on you. And And Uh, it had some cool, like, like some of the villain sidekick yeah. characters like the assassin characters or whatever were kind of cool yeah but yeah the movie stinks but uh so i guess this is going to be a continuation of the the series it's going to leave it's going to pick up right where the other one left off okay. i don't know what that means because no. I, I mean who remembers how he-man ended? well so now you're gonna have to go back and watch all <laughs> right. of the netflix how about you hosted? just watch like the last episode yeah well, I'm I, sure it's I'm sure it's just riveting. I know. I also know that in the uh, in the 80s or maybe it was the early 90s, they actually did a sequel series to it called like the New Adventures of He-Man. OK. Where like he went into space and they made new action figures, but they like slimmed him down. He wasn't He-Man anymore. He wasn't like this big hulking monster. No, that's lame. He's got to yeah. be just a ridiculous. Yeah. Like a Gears of War character. You think about He-Man, though. He-Man is the dumbest fucking name. Like He-Man. It's so like she woman, like it's just I know it's she raw, but it's so terrible. He man. It just works, though. It just rolls off. It, do, the tongue. it does roll off the tongue. Skeletor is fucking great, though. So I'm pretty I'm actually pretty pumped for this. Yeah, well, we'll see what Kevin Smith does. He's a fan of this kind of shit. So that could yeah. go either way. I really hope he hasn't done anything really like this before. Everything yeah, I mean, he's I'd done have is, to look, but you're right. I mean, he did like Tusk and he's done, you know, some dark comedies and whatnot, but never anything like fanboyish. Really. Hey, he was involved in the writing of the Superman movie from the 90s that right. Nicolas Cage was that supposed just, to be in. That just that fell went apart. nowhere. Yeah. yeah. Superman lives. God, I wish we could see that movie. Yeah. I just really do. <laughs> well. Some things aren't meant to be. Yeah. Just like that Spider-Man news. Um, oh, there's the first one. There's folks. the first one. Yeah. Keep, keep count. Um, yeah. Next thing. Uh, we got it's, it's just like a time of like things coming back right now. What's coming back now? What, what do you got? The Matrix. Ah, duh. Yeah. The Matrix. Four. The Matrix 4. Keanu's back. So hold on, though. Can we real quick before we dive into this? Mm-hmm. I thought... That like a month or two ago, we discussed it on this show, the reboot yes. plans for The yes. Matrix. But, yep. but apparently it was never a reboot. It, it was, was a sequel uh, time. Yeah. Now, I feel like you called it. I'm pretty sure you called it. You'd have to go back and listen. I don't remember. I'm pretty sure you were, I, you were like, uh, it's going to be a sequel. Called it. You're right. No, you're right. And then I was I jokingly said it was going to be a video game. Hey, still time. Yeah. So I, you were right. You know, though. Okay. So this is the time. Keanu's at it. He's Keanu's so hot right now. <laughs> um, But yeah, Keanu's hot right now. Uh, I have only heard. The only news I've heard is that Lana, formerly Larry Wachowski, I believe, is uh, he. Sorry. She, 
excuse me, using the proper pronouns, folks, um, is uh, is the only one of the Wachowskis coming back. Mm-hmm. And um, and I've only heard Carrie Ann Moss and Keanu are coming back. Now, it's been so long since I've watched these that I, I don't remember, like, who's alive. Right. I thought they both died. I thought that Keanu, like, was blind and he was like... He could use the force in the. I'm yeah. calling it the force. Yeah, it was he the force. He could use the force in the real world. He, he, I, he's a god, right? He, he fought like, like metal baby or baby metal. Insert yeah, baby and, metal. And Agent Smith came out of the, the Matrix, Matrix and died. Yeah. Yep. yep. So I don't know what's going on. We'll probably have to rewatch these now, unfortunately. Oh, no. I think. I didn't even think about that, but you're right. We will now. Yeah. Because we have a podcast, so yeah. we have to do this. Um, But yeah, I am I don't. It's such a shame, those movies. It, it Just the first one is so fucking good. I'll be the optimistic one and say that I'm, I'm hoping for the best because this could... Uh, we could get a better ending or maybe a new franchise from it that can do the original justice. So, all right, I'm going to put this to you. Okay. I think that y- your opt your optimism is misplaced. Flawed. Yes. Because, yeah. okay. Cause I don't like the Wachowskis anymore. Yeah. Uh, you probably dislike them more than I do because I, I liked that weird one um, with the bees. Yes. And, yeah. Yes. No, not with the one with the bees. That one I kind of liked too. For but it was terrible. Yeah. Like I think that was a genuinely awful movie that I kind of liked to watch. It was okay. entertaining. Um, but the one where there's the different time periods. Oh, with Cloud the Atlas. Act- yes, I liked that one. Genuinely enjoyed that movie. Oh, you'd. You're the, true, the, true. the true, true, <laughs> the true, true. Yeah. Oh, tell me the true, true. Yeah, I, I, Perry. <laughs> I enjoyed that movie, but I think they stink. Um, so I'm going to put it to you this way. Mm. If Andy and you have to forgive me, that's what I know that Wachowski as is the weak link. Mm. Then we have a shot. Like right. maybe only the good one is making this right and the bad one we don't know like who's involved in what right but i this sounds to me like like a they it'll need, be bad these these two as directors need to stop getting a blank check because they made the matrix because i feel like that's what uh jupiter ascending was it's just like go and make a movie. You you guys are geniuses. And it's like it was such hot garbage. A lot of their movies they've spent a lot of money on, and yeah. I don't think there was a return on the investment on a lot of them. Like I don't remember Speed Racer killing it at no, the box no, office. No, it didn't. It didn't. You know, like this Jupiter Ascending didn't kill it at the box office. Cloud Atlas certainly didn't fucking kill it at the box office. And they're all like, I don't. I mean, I can't tell you exactly what they cost, but they all look like well-produced, right. big budget movies. Yeah. So I don't understand how they're getting money to keep doing this. It's a good question. I don't get it. Yeah. I mean, let me ask you this. I do you remember? Is this Warner Brothers? That, yes. Okay. Yeah. At least it used to be. Makes complete sense. Oh yeah, the DC folk. They don't have. Any DC properties that are really okay, that's not true. They got Wonder Woman and they got Aquaman. Those are doing well. Sure. But their shared universe fell apart. It's so dead. that's a franchise they can't rely on. They need a new franchise because what's going on with Fantastic Beasts? Who 
<sighs> you know? So, excuse me. So, not only are we getting Matrix 4, but it's going to be this fucking movie that sets up another 15 sequels in it. Absolutely. <sighs> you know it. You absolutely <laughs> know it. I'm sorry. I hate to be that guy. And I know that people do this with the Marvel shit right. all the time. And I'm almost getting there. We had that conversation about where does Marvel go from here? Go find it, folks. It's uh, it's on the podcast a few weeks ago. Yeah. But um, it is exhausting. Yeah. Like you hear about these things and it's like, you know, it shouldn't be exhausting because I sound like kind of a bitch because it's like nobody's forcing me to care right. or go see it. But I love movies and I have to see a new Matrix movie. Right. And if they make more, I'll have to fucking see them because all because they made one fantastic arguably one of the best sci-fi movies of the last 25 years. Oh, I don't think it's arguable. Yeah. And then they fucking have done nothing but produce garbage yes, ever since. Yeah. It's it's uh, talking about like the macro sort of look at this. I'm just a little, I have franchise fatigue at this point. Like even with Marvel, I'm like, God, that's a lot of content I got to watch now. <laughs> Well, like this a, is a franchise where it's like, how can you be fatigued when the last movie came no, out 15? No, but no, you're right. I'm it's just, just I'm in just general. Tired. I'm just tired of like everything. Like you just said, everything's got to spin, spin off five sequels. Right. I'm so fucking tired of it. Well, and then you get movies like you get those awesome like one-off movies like Searching and A Quiet yeah. Place. And oh, oh. Now yeah. we're getting sequels yeah, to those too. Why would we? I mean, we already talked about it last week. We're just repeating ourselves. <laughs> but you know, but you know what I mean. It's, like, you're not wrong, and and I mean, you're right. My my optimism <laughs> is absolutely and utterly misplaced. <laughs> I I should not have any faith in this whatsoever. But I, mean, I, I hope I, it's I, good. I just really want it to be good yeah. because I want that franchise to get back to the point where, where I felt about it in the first movie. Well, let me put this to you, though. That first one ended perfectly. It did. And there was nothing you could have done to improve it. It was perfect. Yeah. The idea of, oh, we know he's the one. Yeah. He, we don't need to see exactly what happens. Yeah. We just know. And that's all that mattered. Yep. And it was done. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of like you can make the argument like Terminator Terminator 1 and Terminator 2 are kind of similar in that. Like either one of those could have just been the end of the franchise. True. And True. it would have been fine. Yeah, but they, you know, though, you, you bring up a good point, though, because we've had this argument before because I'm a T1 guy. You're a T2 guy. Yeah. They're both great. Yep. Uh, I don't think either of us would argue against that. But your point on that franchise was that the second one did something so drastically different as far as how it used the the lore and the rules of the universe yes. that it works because of that. Yes. The Matrix just got fucking wacky. <laughs> and just expanded everything like it, they, it was like they forgot what made it good. Right. And they thought they thought that was the action set pieces and the fucking, you know, which obviously that shit's great in the first one. But the story is a convoluted mess and a joke. You know what you could do? And I'm just spitballing. We're spending so much time on this, but it's kind of I, a fun it's, topic. It's, it is a fun topic. You're right. I. I you know what you could do, though, is now that they live in a world where humanity knows about the Matrix, there are people who choose to live in it. This is no longer a Matrix that's bound by physical laws. They could theoretically deal with the robots and create essentially what would be like a Ready Player One kind of world. Okay. You could you could 
potentially, you talk about wacky, you could go really fucking balls to the walls wacky with the Matrix now. Well, at this point, just fuck it. Well, that's what I'm yeah. saying. Like, you, what you just said about what I said about T2 changing the, the lore and the yeah. rules of the world. That would be a somewhat fun way to make it different. Yeah, or take the existing rules and go, okay, how can we put a completely unique spin on this? What if Keanu is a bad guy? Right. What if, you know, I, I mean, who the fuck knows? Right. Uh, yeah, who knows? But you got to do something besides. Oh, man. Oh, Keanu- let's just, dude, some of the Lawrence Fishburne dialogue in the second and third Matrix movies makes me want to blow my fucking brains out. Well, he's just an exposition machine. Oh, my God. And the, the architect. Oh, God. The fucking war. Those movies are the worst. You know, it's 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 screenwriting 101. Like you don't just have your guy sit down and spout off like their theories on life when they're not even a character up to that point. It's not a dialogue driven movie. Right. Like this isn't 12 Angry Men. It's the <laughs> Matrix. I love 12 Angry Men. That's a great oh, fucking it's movie. Yeah. Um. Yeah, we can we can uh, go to maybe a lighter topic. Okay, uh, James Bond. Yeah, uh, what what's the title? The No Time to Die. Perfect Bond title. It is. A I very... can't believe it wasn't a Bond title already. Yeah, it was one of those <laughs> things where I was like, I heard it and I was like, sounds like a Bond movie that's already been made. Yeah, and then I was like, you know, these titles I've always what like they're like weird titles. For like they could be like a title of like a poem. They're so weird. Sure. You know what I mean? Yeah. Almost all of them. Well, yeah, no, the last few or the last two have been like kind of odd. Like even Goldeneye is a weird one too. Yeah. Like there's there's two types of Bond titles. There's like the the single phrase. Yes. Or the From name Russia of, with love. Yeah. Or the name of something in the movie. Gold member. Right. Skyfall. Skyfall. Yes. Uh, yeah, yeah. Spectre. Yep. Um. So yeah, I think I I prefer the. I you know, I prefer the wordier ones. Bond is such a weird franchise to me. It sometimes. just won't like, die. Like when I think about it, well, and Sony won't let it. Yeah, well, they I mean, need it. You know, actually, we're going to get into that. Uh, put a put a uh, put a pin in that put one. a pin in that because I actually did a little research on Sony movies uh-huh. and um, I've come to a hypothesis that we'll talk about when we okay. discuss I, the big I will, news. I, we might be on a similar hypothesis. Okay, um, but yeah, I. I'm excited for this James Bond franchise in general, though, just general thoughts. It's always weird to me that they've had these psychedelic and like we've never really gotten rid of them. The psychedelic intros. Yeah, they're great, though. I mean, they're great. But at the same time, I'm like, it's not 1960. No, but there's just there's it's it makes they've discovered a way to like keep making them feel like events because you're like, that's one of the things you're excited for. And it seems stupid to be excited Mm. for that, but you're like, Oh, I wonder what the credits are going to be like. What's the song going to be right? Like, you know, that kind of shit, because it's always the same. It's got the same formula. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, and some of them kick ass. Some of them stink. It kind of reminds me of, um, let's see here. Uh, there's a, there's a YouTuber called ego Raptor. And he has a sequel or a, he has a series called Sequelitis. Okay. Uh, and he kind of goes into like old school video games and like why the sequel was either amazing, like in like Mega Man X or whatever. Sure. Or terrible or just mediocre. And he goes on about like the Legend of Zelda series and how like it's so damn predictable because now there's a formula to what that's why Skyfall is so great is like it sort of breaks you a little bit out of the formula for Bond. 
Or are you talking? I, I'm about... just talking about like Zelda in general, right? But you but, said Skyfall, yeah. But for for, Bond, oh, for, for uh, uh, Breath of the Wild, Breath of the Wild, Got yeah. Just trying to, but Skyward Skyfall Sword was... is what I was thinking. <laughs> yeah, I'm just trying to, you right? Know, no, you're pump trying to make it here. Yeah. But so that's sort of my thought for like James Bond is like, how can we like? There is a formula. There is a sort of rhythm and repetition to what's going on. Is there a way that they can break out of that? You know, and I feel like, I feel like they've kind of done that with this one with this this latest series mm. because it's gotten more into like the who, who bond is right. and why he is the like sky falls like a pretty personal like you're right you know what i'm you're saying right. like it's not and you think about him in casino royale versus oh God, skyfall so good. and he's actually kind of he's kind of a different character right. By at that point. So you're right. They kind of have found but, a but way. But they're still continuing to put those little. Yeah, well, you know. it's not Bond without X. Right. You yeah, know? it's true. Um, but yeah, I'm excited for it. I am. I'm really fucking pumped for it. And yeah, those are. I love the Bond movies. Um, that's one of my favorite series of all time. I'm ex always excited to see a Bond movie. This is one Bond where I am terrified to let mm. go of Daniel Craig because right. I think he's been fucking great. No, the the week two entries to the series it hasn't been his fault yep you know yep. so i think uh i think this one will be good because the the daniel craig series has gone good every bad other. yeah every other so uh this will be a good one <laughs> <laughs> all right let's hope you're right uh let's see here what else do we have um you know what we're gonna save sony news okay we're gonna save that Put a pin in that one as okay. well. Jason Momoa has seen the Snyder Cut for Justice League. Quote, and, unquote, the Snyder Cut. He says it's sick. Then this is news. This is this is news. Well, I mean, how could it not be? It's the Snyder, Alex, Snyder Cut. Hand me the notes next time. We got to strike this bad news out of the program. Well, if we strike I mean, bad with this, news. This is, this is all bad news. Yeah, if we no, strike all I the mean, bad news, we got nothing. I mean, news that stinks. Like, like uh, this is this is our version of like tabloid news. Mm. Yeah, but but it is fun to bitch about because fuck him. Um, fuck the Snyder cut. I want the Joss Whedon cut Ooh. where he redoes the whole movie. Yes. And it's a good movie. Yes. Because he would be able to make a good that, movie out of this. That is an amazing perspective that nobody is spouting by the way because i mean it's it's the active you know vocal snyder fans who yeah. want this but the, that's i can't let it go that dc stay or they can't they can't accept that dc stunk up the joint and right. I, I you know i we probably have people who listen to this who like those movies that's fine that's, that's fine. your opinion yeah we think you're wrong i think i can speak for yeah. my co-host here yep. uh th that movie is an abomination in particular it might be the worst of the DC movies that have been released. I would say so. It's fucking terrible. Um, or Batman v Superman or Aquaman or Suicide, Suicide Squad. Squad or yeah, take your pick. But either way, it stinks. And I'm sorry, but you're all begging for the Snyder cut. You have Snyder and Joss Whedon. Just look at their fucking resumes and you tell me who you think would make a better movie. Right. I mean, one killed it with the first Avengers, which is essentially what Justice League is. Yep. Age of Ultron, even with all the pressure of all the new characters he had to do, it's still a way better movie than Justice League. It's a art. It's a mate. OK, I hate calling it a bad anything. 
because I do think that like it's fine. I like Age of Ultron just fine. It's a fine little movie. Yeah, it's fine. It might be a bad Marvel movie. Maybe if you're going to put it on like the grade on a curve. It's on the lower half of what they've done. But that just goes to show how much better they are at making movies. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, It's better than 80% of the DC movies so far. Yeah. But what I hate about this is the fact that it's like perpetuating. It's feeding those people who want it. And I am so tired of just like, just let it fucking die. Yeah. Well, he saw it. He had to say something. Yeah. And it's not a complete movie. They would have to literally spend millions upon millions, probably tens of millions of dollars to get this finished. Well, these are the same people that probably bitched when they went and saw Endgame and it was an unfinished scene of the Hulk that they showed at the end. It's like that would be the entire movie. Yeah. It would be a big pile of shit. Yeah. Tons of green screen everywhere. And that's the thing that I'm sitting there and it's like, it's so easy to say, oh, that movie was sick, bro. When like half of it is like, you can be like, Oh, well, this scene isn't done yet. It'll be really cool, though. Oh, cool. I'll fill it in with my imagination. Oh, it's sick. <laughs> I like your uh, I like your impression of Jason. Well, it's pretty accurate. Yeah, I think. well, he's I mean, he's like a surfer dude looking guy. He's you know, he seems like a genuinely pretty fucking cool guy. Sure. But I mean, yeah, you like the movie that you were in, regardless of the cut that it is. Shocking. Yeah. And also, you love the guy who cast you as Aquaman and basically altered the trajectory of your career. Sure. Yeah. No fucking shit. Yeah. Well, Zack Snyder, he stinks. He's not a good director. No. Get the fuck out of here. I'm sorry. He makes some pretty looking shots. I was going to say, that's not to say he's devoid of talent. Like, clearly, he's got something going for him. But, yeah, no, his movies are not complete movies that are good. And I'm just tired of, like, like they did it with Suicide Squad. They released two cuts of it. They released two cuts of, uh, or maybe I'm thinking of Batman v Superman. They Batman v Superman. They for sure did it there. Yeah. And I'm just tired of this whole, oh, you don't like it? We'll release this other version. No. No, just pull the damn plug. We're done. Yeah. Well, even when people do like it, which I guess would be a good segue for probably what the next topic you were going to bring up is. Uh Uh-huh. The Sony re-releasing Spider-Man deal. Yeah, that was the next thing. Yeah. So here we go again with, okay, you just saw this. I mean, I guess good for the people who didn't see it in theaters who wanted to catch it. I guess. Or is it still in theaters? It's anyway. still it's still in theaters. They're not re-releasing it. They're re-expanding. It's, it's the exact same thing that they did for Endgame. Okay. But, oh, here's an additional scene. You know? I and don't I get don't th- this. Can you just release the movie the way you right. intend it to be released and we can call it a day? I mean... Well, and it's like, once we get to the main topic, but Sony, you're, you're pulling all this shit and you want me to spend more money on the Spider-Man movie that you just released? Fuck no. Okay. Get the fuck out. I'm not doing that. So we just got a spoiler of who you're blaming for the the, the Spider-Man fiasco. I mean, I will do my best to sort of present things in a pretty fair Fair. way. (laughs) But there is there are some glaring things that there are basically no counters to in the situation. And some of it does lay at Sony's feet. Okay. 
Uh, how much more news do we have before we get into that? Let's get into that. No, well, first off, I want to say uh, to the horror fans out there, I just read that the Dawn of the Dead, George A. Romero's Dawn of the Dead, is being worked on for a 4K Blu-ray release. And those of you who are fans of Dawn of the Dead know that there has been basically a war over the rights to it forever. There's like an Italian version you can buy, but mm. otherwise the last decent uh, copy of that that was made for America was the Ultimate Edition DVDs from like 20 years ago or 15 wow. years ago. Wow. And yeah, it's happening. They're re-releasing it on home video, brilliant 4K. Apparently, they're spending a, a lot of time on it. And this was a funny one because the guy who had the rights basically was threatening to destroy the movie that's, like the original negatives of the movie that's so i amazing. don't know whatever ended up with that but apparently he was like gung-ho on no fuck you i want all this shit in order for you to do it somebody must have given him something but uh but yes for so yeah well, you know you know what sometimes when somebody holds all the cards you got to give them what they want Ah, oh, gee, I don't, I don't know who I could possibly be talking to in that scenario. Okay. Um, Good segue. Yeah. You only related like 75 to 85% of the stories to the Spider-Man thing, by the way. <laughs> Good job. I feel like I showed restraint. But yeah, let's, uh, let's get into this. Sony versus Marvel or Sony versus Disney. Sorry. Fuck it. Sony, well, Sony versus, versus Marvel. Marvel. Yeah. Fuck it. Yeah. Um, uh, I, this just, they're, okay. Uh, they're taking, they're taking their boy back. Let's just explain it for somebody who's listening right. in the future. Well, Spider-Man may not be in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Yes. Um, okay. So before I go into, cause I read up a little bit about this right before you got here to record. Sure. Cause I wanted to know like, okay, everyone hates Sony. So everyone's pissy with Sony. Um, but you know, before I get into who's to blame for this or discussing who might be to blame, um, I do want to say that this, whether or not whose side you're taking in this, it stinks because Sony stinks. Yeah, they stink. The The research I was talking about that I had done is I just pulled up a list of Sony movies like yeah. Columbia Pictures, Sony, whatever. Yeah. And I'm going through the list. And I'm, I'm, I'm doing control F because there's movies I remember being made by Sony mm -hmm. and I'm like, but they were good, you know, because right. there are good ones once yeah, in a while. Absolutely. Uh, so I, I started looking at them and, and the one that that got me was uh, Blade Runner 2049. Yeah. And basically a lot of these good Sony movies, they're not produced by Sony. Mm. They're just theatrically distributed by Sony. Shit. So basically like Blade Runner 2049 is distributed by Sony. Sony says, put all of our stupid shit in your fucking movie too, because right. you got to have branding everywhere in a goddamn Blade Runner. But movie. who produced it then? Um, like Denise Amblin or Amblin. Uh, oh, Amblin. Some, okay. Somebody else. Sure. Or, yeah. I'll look it up quick. But yeah, my point is. You um, can't trust Sony. You, I don't like Sony movies. Uh, Alpha they did make. Um, they did produce Alpha, which wow. I liked from last year. But um, but yeah, in general, you know, it, I've never really thought to look up stuff like this. Right. But, but yeah, they they stink. They fucking stink overall. They stink. Every time we go to a movie and there's a trailer and the Sony logo pops up, we're like, fuck. fuck. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there was there was. Uh, OK, Pixels. You remember Pixels? Okay. That's yeah. a Sony joint. Sure. Uh, I believe there was that Adam Sandler one where he was twins. 
Oh, I believe God. that was a Sony made all those. I, I fuckers. believe I believe that was a Sony movie too. Uh, you look at uh, Men in Black International, you know, uh, riding the coattails of Ragnarok by casting Hemsworth and uh, Tessa Thompson. That movie bombed horribly. Sure. They, they they have no franchise. So them trying to take control, sort of keep things status quo as far as the Spider-Man Marvel deal, that makes sense. Right. It's their it's their baby. It's that. And then, you know, you talk about your boy, uh, James Bond. It's that and James Bond. Yeah, no, you're right. And I should I should restate. So it's a co-production Blade Runner was with Alcon Entertainment, Thunderbird Entertainment, Scott Free Productions, international distribution only. Mm-hmm. So I don't know exactly what that means. But the point is they throw money at movies. They're going to get good ones once in a while. Yep. Um, But fucking like. They also have, I mean, the front runner stunk. They've got the Equalizer movies. They've Mm. got Superfly, Peter Rabbit. This is recent. Jumanji is probably one of my favorite movies they've come out with. Yeah. Um, That's that's the Flatliners remake, The Dark Tower. Uh, yeah, the dark the emoji tower. movie. I the mean, dark get the ta- fuck out of here. The dark tower is terrible. The emoji movie is terrible. Uh, I actually did start that when it was oh, on. Netflix. No. I wanted to see how bad it was. I, I made it five minutes in. Point being, you can't fucking trust Sony. Yeah. You can't. I mean, you don't really need to go beyond the Spider-Man franchise to know that you you can't trust them. They stuck their noses in Sam Raimi's Spider-Man three, forced Venom into it. And and they ruined the movie. They ruined Venom and they ruined the movie. Then they went and they made two of the most uninspired superhero movies of the last 20 years in the Amazing Spider-Man series. Awful. Hate them. Spider-Man 2 is, is or Amazing Spider-Man 2 is one of the biggest jokes as far as like, it's a convoluted mess. It's almost as bad as Suicide Squad. Yep. Um, and then they, they made Venom and they shit on the Venom character again. And then basically this whole thing, the reason... I mean, yeah, part of it is, is like, I fear for Spider-Man as a franchise. Right. But the other part of it is like, lest we forget where Sony was and how ungrateful they seem to be for what Marvel did for them. They got lucky and they made one good Spider-Man movie of their own in the last 15 years, which was Spider-Verse. Yep. Correct. And they happened to just hire kind of geniuses on that which is why it turned out great yeah and it is great and it is great yes but beyond that marvel came in and saved the spider-man franchise from a downward spiral every movie was making less and less domestically and worldwide since uh uh spider-man 3 i believe or maybe it was even spider-man 2 they just kept on making less and less and i'm sorry uh now they want to say, no, fuck you. Take the 5% that you get for doing all the creative lifting and sh- and sh- and raising the brand and-, and bringing us to new heights. It's their highest grossing movie ever is Far From Home. And they want to be like, nah, fuck you. I know you want to share half of like the, the you want to hear you. They want to share. Disney wants to take 50% of the. Uh, uh, production costs and a hundred percent of the no uh, no fifty percent of the profits. So right, they, from they, the they movie, just, but all, yeah. they get all of the um, the merchandise. Yeah, money. they do. They already had that though, right? But I'm just saying that like, wasn't even. I don't even believe that that was part of the Marvel Sony deal. But they also want to pay fifty percent 
to fund the movie, to produce the Exactly. Movie. That's the whole point is it's not like they want 50% and they're not contributing anything. They contribute all the creative talent and they help boost it with the MCU tie. And now they want to just contribute 50% financially and get 50% on their return. It kind of makes sense considering the deal was up. We're renegotiating like we, of course we would. And we have saved your brand and brought it to new heights. Of course, we're going to ask for more money. Yeah, I heard that Sony did offer more than 5%, though. It's not like they didn't move at all. We don't really know. That's the thing. It's it's a lot of he said, she said going on right now. What I do know is the initial report basically blamed Sony. Now, who who did they talk to? You know, yes. that's a question. Like, who who did the reporter talk to who got this story? Was it a Disney person who just snuck the story to him? Or was it an unbiased, this is what I'm hearing from somebody who leaked it to me. And, and did, then Sony comes out and does their, no, 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 we came back to the table. They sure. didn't want to. I don't, I don't know what to believe there. But what I do know, can't trust fucking Sony. So hold on. Disney, Disney only made 5% I heard on the opening day money. Too. I, I see that. I don't know. Yeah, which is crazy. But okay, so here's the thing. Sony wants to fucking make make their movie. They want to pay for it 100% themselves, and they want basically Disney's going to get all the rights to all the merchandise. That's fine. Or they they know that Disney gets that. Um, I... Well, they... I wanted the- to blame Sony because fuck Sony. But in reading this whole thing, it was like... It sounds like a bunch of fucking douchebags just make it happen right well they foot the bill for the yeah sony foots the bill but they really don't make the decisions it's a marvel studios movie marvel studios is making it so all those to me are getting paid they're getting paid but nobody's getting paid any back end everybody's getting just paid just straight your rate that's how many fucking items is spider-man plastered on that they make all that fucking money from i mean i can't imagine it's a bad deal for disney my well my point is is that it doesn't really matter how much they're making off of merchandise because if you're putting the work in into the movie i feel like you're owed more than five percent and right now we don't really know the initial report was that disney came with 50 and Sony said, fuck that and walked away from the table and didn't even have a counter offer because they were like, fuck you. Which, if that's the case, that's one of the dumbest decisions you could ever make. Now, even if they did try and meet halfway, it's like, I'm looking at it and I'm saying, Sony, that's a hundred million that you can use to bolster your Morbius movie or or your Craven the Hunter movie or help the Jumanji series because usually these studios have like a certain amount of dollars that they can spend per year or that they're going to spend. That's money you can save now and your your risk is halved and you still don't do the work. You just put the money up and you collect money. Yeah, but you go from, hey, we won't pay at all for the Spider-Man to, to make the Spider-Man movies. We just want 5% of possibly right. opening night grosses to, look, we want 50-50. That's a fucking, that's an, it's, I, it's, it's I, a I guarantee you whoever the Sony person was that read that right. was like, what? Right. Fuck I mean, it's, you guys. Don't, don't get me wrong. It's a hike. But I'm looking at it and saying... Where were you guys? You guys were squandering one of the greatest superhero properties. Yeah, but they still made money off of them. Though. They did. They did. And they, I understand like it comes down to dollars right. and cents. 
I'm looking at it and I'm saying, I feel like they're not aware enough because I'm looking at it. It's like, they, it, to me, I feel like, I feel like when the deal was initially made, nobody was really thinking long term or maybe Disney was, but it's a lose lose for everybody if he's not in the series because fans will be pissed. And I guarantee you there are already petitions to get him in the MCU, boycott Sony. Yeah, we're not going to fucking petitions. Yep. I, I get it. <laughs> I mean, but I'm saying I personally, I, I you're I, pissed. I know I'm pissed. Well, point is, I'm not going to see this movie if it's not in the MCU. I'm just not see it. I, I will see it. Right. But I'm just saying I've I'm done. I've done enough Spider-Man reboots. I'm not going to have it be like magically. It's just everything's He's gone not in the MCU. Yeah, I'm not I'm not dealing with that. And Marvel suffers because that's a lot of threads that they tied into Spider-Man. And now they're all just gone. Fucked. Yeah. So what do you do? it's creatively it fucks everyone. Uh, but I'd say long term, it really fucked Sony because there is going to be a huge backlash and like it or not, they are to blame for a lot of shitty Spider-Man movies. Yeah. But they, like I said, they made money on those movies. They did. They made money and they got to keep every red cent that they made as far as the mo money was concerned. Now, sure. now maybe they're confident that they can do it. Maybe they have a plan to do it. Sure. Now, we might hate Sony yep. uh, and think they stink. And we saw Venom and yep. we're not blind and deaf and dumb. So we realized that Venom was terrible. But maybe they looked at it and they said, well, fuck it. We don't we don't. I mean, it sounds stupid. We don't need Disney. We don't need we don't need Spider-Man in the MCU. We right. have Tom Holland. Right. We've got two more movies in the can planned as right. standalone Spider-Man movies with Tom Holland. Right. I don't understand. I get it's almost like Into the Spider-Verse was created in part as a, hey, if this day ever comes, we have this story bullshit thread that we can yeah. use to excuse the fact that now he's in a different universe. Yes. You know, I, I, I mean, it almost seems like they, they knew it was coming. The thing is, is like, I always sort of thought that that was going to be their backdoor, even before that happened, just because like in the comics, Aunt May gets shot because Peter reveals his uh, his identity and he goes to Mephisto, who's basically the devil, and he alters reality. And I'm like, OK, so they could easily do something where something happens and all of a sudden he's by himself magically. Can he bring up Iron Man, though? Can no. he talk about anything? No. Does does Happy go along with this and yeah. take a role in a Sony movie? Like, no, I, he can't. Because he's a Disney guy, right? Literally everything Avengers related cannot even be mentioned. And Spider-Man cannot be said by name in the Marvel Universe after he leaves. God, it really fucks everything up. It's stupid. It makes me so mad because like... <laughs> like you'd have to like somehow wedge comments in that you don't say Spider-Man's name, but everybody knows wink, wink. You're talking about right. Spider-Man. Where'd the kid go? Oh, yeah. yeah oh God, he that died. sounds fucking awful. It's terrible. It's, it's terrible. It's why everybody should just sit down, cool down, get this shit figured out because you're hurting yourselves. Yeah. Like now Marvel has so many goddamn characters. They will be fine. Yeah, will no, just they can be, figure it out, right? It, it stinks. Be, it stinks. They're may, arguably their biggest character. Yeah, 
Well, and now they've got, you know, they had Fantastic Four and and Peter has like this nice relationship with the Human Torch, which would have been a great, nice little crossover they could have done. Um, Peter has gone to the X-Men and dealt with Professor Xavier. That would have been a nice little thing. All those are now gone. That's that's not even taking into account one of my favorite runs, which was Norman Osborn and the uh, the Dark Avengers. That's all gone. So creatively, we're now way more limited than we were before. Could that be why they haven't used Norman Osborn and like Dr. Octopus was because they knew this was possible? Well, well, they didn't use them because I think in, like those are two iconic performances and they were only done like 15 years right. ago. Okay. I don't think they I don't think they want to. They're not idiots like the amazing Spider-Man 2 people. Yeah. Yeah. Who now have Spider-Man again. <sighs> yeah. yeah. Um, I mean. OK, so here I'm going to run this by you. OK. Now that this has happened and it sucks, mm-hmm. I mean, we agree that it sucks. Uh, I say, fuck, this might this might hurt some feelings and break some hearts, but I say you don't even do a Tom Holland Spider-Man, Sony. You call up Sam Raimi, see if he's mm. got any ideas for like an old man Spider-Man 4. Not even old man, but... Middle-aged. But bring back fucking Toby and say, hey, we know three sucked. Let's I'm do a it creative again. guy. We're going to really knock it out of the park with this one. Bring back fucking uh, uh, Kirsten Dunst. Right. Make it a fucking reunion movie. Well, and I'm. And then you're not fucking with everyone's shit. Right. Well, and I'm halfway sitting here and I'm saying, one, absolutely agree. Fuck it. I would take an Andrew Garfield movie <laughs> oh, over this goddamn shit. I wouldn't. That's where I'm at. Yeah, I um, can't. I've, I haven't. But there's there's a part of me that says, okay, Sony, why don't you come to the table and say, all right, you guys can take half of this movie if you guys allow us to do another Spider-Man movie that's not set in the universe, that doesn't star Tom Holland. So you could do your movie. Now, they get 100% of the gross of that. So you got two Spider-Man movies just different universes. And then you just do the damn fucking Spider-Verse thing. You just do a Spider-Verse, but live action. Andrew Garfield can show up if he wants. Oh, they, can, they can put Hopefully Tom Hardy in there. Hopefully he shows up and gets hit by a car in the first scene <clears throat> and he's done. I, I just, you could do so many things. There's so much, I feel like there's so much room. Everybody just needs to fucking cool their heads and yes, you could make the argument Disney might be being a little greedy. I oh, I'm st- sure they're both being greedy. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, I mean, it's like, dude, you guys made $1.1 billion off of this movie. And now you're saying like, no, I know that you did all the work, but uh, we would like, but but we like money. And Disney's like, yeah, I know that we get all the marketing or all the, uh, all the ancillary shit, but uh, yeah, we, we like money too. And it's yeah. like, course you all like money right the the deal needed to be restructured anyways five percent is unacceptable for the amount of work i mean take out the the cost the amount of time that kevin feige and marvel is putting into that franchise and not seeing really much financially (sighs) out of it that's a lot of time. Yeah, I can't get there, though, because I can, I would have to see how much. I mean, I would have to see estimates first off about how much Mar- Spider-Man being in the MCU period, how good of a deal that is for Disney just for 
having Spider-Man there right. overall. And then I would also like to see how much are they making on the fucking because because I know like Star Wars. Right. George Lucas set that shit up. So he made like every fucking penny. Right. And the amount of money he's got. He's not rich from the movies coming right. out in theaters. Right. He's rich from selling shit that has Star Wars written on it. Right. So I, you know, I'm, I'm I know I'm being the pussy here. I'm unwilling to take a side as far as the financial war. All right. I can say is fuck Sony mm. because I don't like their movies most of the time. Yeah. Well, and I don't like Avia Rod. I don't like Tim Rothman. Um, Tim Rothman famously, like when the X-Men was first getting started, he he was like, he hates superhero movies. He he doesn't like he he ran Fox at the time. Sure. And he kind of oversaw the the X-Men franchise and basically kind of saw it go from great to terrible and okay. oversaw the whole thing. Not to be confused with Tim Roth. No, not Tim Roth. Um, uh, maybe it's Tom Rothman, not Tim Rothman. I like Tim Rothman. That, I mean, that makes it It's tough. Rothman for sure. That okay. I know. Um, Mr. Rothman. Mr. Rothman, you can suck a dick. Jeez. I don't give a fuck. I mean, I, I'm never going to make it to Hollywood. Doesn't fucking fuck matter. these people. These, fuck them. Uh, fuck them. Yeah. Fuck them. Yeah. This is not safe for work, people. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I'll be interested to see, like, I mean, how does this affect, like, you know, we kind of talked about the business side of it. How does this affect, like, the people in the situation? Like, Tom Holland. Oh, he's so pissed. But... He's got to be pissed. Yeah, he's got to be pissed because this is he can do all the little side movies with Marvel and make a shit ton of money. Somebody somebody shared a clip of him. Basically, they, they brought up Venom in an interview. Yeah. And he said something along the lines of like, well, yeah, if they did that, it would be in like Sony's own universe. And he's like, but basically, if we're going to do it, we have to do it in the Marvel universe because I'm not giving up my ticket in the Marvel universe. He said that when... Uh, uh, I don't know what movie they were promoting at the sure, time. Sure, but now now Sony comes to him and says, "All right, Tom. All right, you signed a contract. Yeah, you signed a contract. You don't want this money. Well, and I think there's part of it where Tom's probably like, maybe I can pull a Dave Batista. Maybe I can just say, sorry. Oof. I don't know. There's a lot of I mean, money behind. I don't know. Right. Well, no, you're not wrong. I just I look at it and I'm like, kid's young. He's got a ton of talent. He will recover if he so chooses to do True. a thing like that. Um, so I don't know. I, I saw a couple celebrity reactions. Um, ones that kind of, you know, Jeremy Renner came out and he's I saw like, that. yeah, we would like Spider-Man back, please. <laughs> um, and then uh, I liked the other one, too, which was uh, Ryan Reynolds just saying um, somebody asked him, like, can we see a Deadpool Spider-Man uh, crossover? And he's like, you can, but only in my heart. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I, this sucks. sad day. It sucks. Sad day. The potential, the story potential alone. Well, they set the whole thing up to have him be like the new fucking man of the universe. Yeah. yeah. It was, it was a, it's a bad call. It's a bad call I, for everyone I, involved. You know what's shocking to me? I can't believe they went the direction with him that they did knowing that this could happen. Mm. Like, it's shocking to me because the last two movies you've set him up as like the emotional linchpin for the series. Well, at least so for, how do you have the at next least for movie? Tony. At least for Tony. 
Well, yeah, but he's stepping into like the Tony leadership role. I mean, when Tony died, this was the character that they focused in on as having the right. roughest time with it. Mm. Tony dying is the biggest thing to happen in this franchise and maybe ever. Right. Um. So, yeah, the baton was passed. You wrote a story to have the baton passed to a character that you didn't even have 100 percent guarantee that it was going to be around it's bizarre it's very strange i think it was probably the best thing you could have i think what they did is they basically wrote the best story that they could for the time and really we're just like what's the most engaging thing we can do with the character okay let's just do that we'll deal with anything that comes when it comes yeah by the way spoiler tony died yeah Yeah, sorry i mean it's out on blu-ray i mean hardly anyone's seen it yeah i know (laughs) Only the highest grossing movie of all time. Uh, well, that's because people like you saw it 735 times. It's true. Only 12 people actually saw it. They just saw, saw it a it. lot of times. They're all like that guy in Wisconsin who broke the oh, Captain geez. Marvel record. That or was... the, the sit in a movie theater. Yeah. Yeah. That, and watch uh, the same movie. Record. Yeah. That, awful decision. That's a terrible life choice. But uh, I, I'm just. Captain Marvel also better than Venom or either of the amazing Spider-Man movies, by the way. wow and that's a bad marvel movie in my opinion and it's not that bad of a movie but in the marvel world it's bad it's the third worst marvel movie in my opinion and it's better than either amazing spider-man and spider-man 3 and yeah god spider have you tried to sit down and watch spider-man 3 it's been a long time i it's on Amazon for free. And you watched it? I Every now and then I sit down and I'm like, can I do this? How did that happen? They fucked that up. Sony. Sony's going to Sony. I want to blame Sam a little bit too, though. He well, should know better. He should have. I I think my thought is, is that Sam was like, all right, fine. I'll do this, but I don't have to fucking like it. Yeah, you want your venom? Here's your fucking venom. You're right. They did. They wanted shit. That had to have been a studio mandate because there's way too much going on in that fucking movie. It's a mess. Oh, it's a disaster. The report was is that Avi Arad came to him and said, kids love venom. He's the fan favorite. Put him in the movie. No, and if you would have done Spider-Man 4 with that, I don't hate Sandman in that. I, everybody I know talks shit about him, but he's the most interesting Sandman aspect of that fucking movie. Sandman and Green Goblin 2 are the best things in the sure. movie. Oh, yeah, that's right. There were three villains. Yeah. I mean, and the oh, thing is, is like... fucked it so bad. I just remembered the end of Spider-Man 2 and the whole setup with... Oh. It was an amazing setup for fucking... It's so bad. I mean, that series was <laughs> so great. The first two are, are great movies. Oh and then they just, God. they fucked it. I mean, they shit the bed. It's, it's the early 2000s, man. This is what we have to look forward to, folks. Yeah. Yeah. You want to know what we're going back to? We're going back to the draconian fucking Spider-Man three villains. No fucking plot whatsoever. Makes no goddamn yeah, fuck sense. Yeah, Sony. Fuck the Tom Holland series. Just make your fucking Toby four. At least you can maybe get some of my love for you back if you fix the fucking series that mm-hmm. you broke in the first place. Yeah. I saw a tweet that was just fantastic. Uh, it was something along the lines of, um, well, I'm glad that Sony is sticking with the tradition of fucking up Spider-Man 3. <laughs> yeah. No, I saw one that was uh, Spider-Man Homecoming, Spider-Man Far From Home, and Spider-Man Homeless. Yeah. Yes. 
or uh, Broken Home is another one that I That's saw. Another, that works. That works. Um, but anyways, uh, do you want to get into our main review this week? Yeah. What are we reviewing again? I forgot what we're even fucking reviewing. The Boys. The Boys. Oh, yeah. The Am- Boys. Amazon's The Boys. Amazon. See, I was really thrown off because I will also be talking about Good Boys and shit we watch. So we yes. got The Boys. It's a boys kind of episode. Uh, the Boys. So I watched this. I've had this done for about a week or two now. You've been slacking. Yep. Um, yeah. So blame him, folks, if you were waiting anxiously to hear about The Boys. Uh, but I liked this show a lot as it was going yeah i thought the first episode was a little a lot of plot conveniences things moved a little too fast um there's a scene in the first episode that i feel like is kind of a ham-fisted representation of the me too movement um that seemed a little bit like okay come on you're you're stretching it here yeah Uh, and that kind of bothered me to be perfectly honest um but As it went, I started to really like the characters are all pretty well fleshed out. Um, I like a lot of the characters. Uh, There's a lot of like, you know, interesting uh, metaphorical political shit going on. A lot of it is ham fisted, Mm -hmm. um, but it doesn't bother me because it's done creatively. Um, And yeah, I, I, I really, 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 really enjoyed the show. I'd give it a B plus. Okay. Yeah. I actually had a, a, the inverse was my reaction, which was I really started liking it at the beginning. And as it went, it became a little bit more predictable. Some of the sticks ran a little long. The heavy handedness uh, with some of the messages was uh, it was a little too much to stomach at times, which is it's a very liberal show. It's yeah, very so liberal totally. leaning. And as the liberal guy, I'm sitting here and I'm like, you don't need to fucking pander to me. I'm not a fucking moron. Um, well, and the, you know, the world isn't like that. Everything's not like. Right. Not you know, everything liberal is. Liberal equal good. Conservative equal bad. Right. It's not. Know? It's it's a very uh, 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 one. Well, one sided, but also just uh, thematically, it's not very complex. It has, and I'll say it's got one of the worst outlooks on humanity that I probably have ever seen. And now that goes decent and and it's fine for a while. But the more you watch it, the more you're like, this person, whoever wrote this, just seems to think that humanity is nothing but monsters. Like, we're all just assholes. Certainly anyone who runs a business. Anybody who runs, well, (laughs) there are... Two people who you can make the argument are good people, and one of them threatens to kill someone, and the other one literally blows another human up. Yes. Uh, well, yeah. I mean, a soup. Still Blow a human. soup up. It's a, a soup Super, super. That seemed no, but okay. So you just touched on something that's interesting for me because I know I've talked about on this show. I hate ham-fisted, right? Political fucking like, uh, like eye rolling, like oh Jesus Christ, like the wink moment in Black Klansman where it felt like they were winking at you, like we would never have a president like that, right? And you're just like Jesus fuck. This show has a shit ton of that, yeah. Um. But there's so many moments in this that are fucking either either just awesome, um, interesting, like little there's some dark kind of interesting moral like quandary moments in the show there. You know, you just mentioned the blowing the character up bit. 
it fucking was cool. It was. And it was kind of funny. You're not wrong. It is a series that is mostly comprised of of fun moments that are sort of stitched together with some, I don't know, I guess very generic kind of uh, uh, philosophies. Just ham-fisted, metaphorical mumbo jumbo. But there are some interesting ideas. I would give it like a B minus. Okay. Uh, I, I really enjoyed quite a bit of it. But yeah, some of it was just too... Too ham-fisted and too predictable. Yeah, there's a lot of, uh, you know, I'm you know, i not a religious guy. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I think a lot of heavy religious stuff is a little ridiculous, but I also think it's very childish to paint a, a religion as just this one evil thing when it's like... Uh, how many like, you know, and, and, you know, not to give any spoilers away, but there's an aspect of this where they deal with like Catholicism and, you know, yes, there's, there's yes. a lot of, uh, you know, like the pray the gay away type stuff yeah, um, where they kind of deal with that. And it's interesting and all, but it's like uh, there's a lot of religious people out there who aren't like that. Um, and that's not really even brushed again upon in this. It's it. You it, know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, like, and I'm not religious, but you know, I, I, I can't stand typically I can't stand when stuff is like this show is, which is, you know, it's, it's so black and white, you know, it, there's not much gray here, Yeah, I guess. And you know what? I, I don't mean to sound like I'm shitting on it. I gave it a B plus. There are moments. There's a character in this. I love Homelander. I fucking love the character of Homelander. Homelander is is genuinely there okay so the deep the aquaman stand-in sure he's like your jamie lannister he starts out as a terrible character and you end up sort of yeah kind of coming around well and yeah i'll say that the show does try to give you like some shades to the individual characters yes. but as far as the moral yeah. like the things they're doing and like it's just you're just getting hit over the, the fucking the, head the thing is is like even though i may agree with some of the things one it's it's the most pessimistic possible version of some of the things that I think. Right. Because, um, yes, some businesses are just fucking bad. Sure. But it doesn't mean everybody is bad and it doesn't mean everybody in that business is trying to do something bad. That, that's a good point, because like everyone in that company outside of the main character in this show uh and basically the sh the premise of the show, I guess we should talk about this, is that there's these seven superheroes they call the seven. They're almost like the Justice League of this yeah. universe. And they work for this corporation that basically like markets them or whatever. And one of the characters of the show is a superhero who's always looked up to these people, these characters. Yep. And she gets brought in to find out that it's this like dark marketing evil empire business that's all about money and whatever but you're right the key thing you said there is everybody who works for the company isn't an asshole in real life yeah typically pretty I, someone can correct me i'm sure but everyone they show in this movie that works for that company whether it be the individual like marketing people yes uh the only person i can think of there's one other character i can think of i won't name them because that's kind of a spoiler but they're all assholes yeah they're all bitchy or they're fucking jerks or they're you know what i mean yeah yeah it's very yeah that you know what that is annoying that it's, is annoying it's it it there it's just i i binged it and i'm not sure if it's a show that you can binge because it is so dark and it is so pessimistic um 
I mean, I mean, I just think I don't know. I, I like I really like certain aspects of the show. I, I love certain. Do, can we just go into spoilers? Because I want to talk yeah. about some of the scenes well, that right, I really like. That's where you can talk about the good shit. It's yeah. hard. It's funny. It's hard to talk about the good shit on this show unless you're doing a spoiler discussion. Yeah, because everything comes down to like, oh, that was awesome. That was a great moment. Yes. That was a nice little character bit. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. Um, so let's see, uh, the first episode when the guy's girlfriend gets killed. Yep. That was actually a legitimately pretty great moment. Yeah. Oh, it's great. There's a lot of that. <laughs> um, I love the sort of the drug angle of the uh, compound V. Okay. Yeah. Um, I kind of love the idea of like, we're going to like pimp out a, a, a superhero to your, your city and we're going to like sort of uh, negotiate that. Sure. Um, you know, I do kind of like, I really like what happens to the deep. Though there is that scene where that woman starts doing the whole like, ah, you like this? And I was like fingering his yeah, gills, fingering his gills. And I'm like, OK, that's another thing. There's a, there's there's and I'm not a prude, but there is too much sex related shit in this because it's it's very much shorthand for look how adult we yeah. are. And I'm like, you can have all the blood and gore you want, but you're essentially a show that's made for a 14 or 15 year old. Well, can we talk about the deep and his introduction as a character for a second? Yeah, the me too. So thing. basically yeah. the blonde girl, our, our superhero protagonist is brought into the, uh, the, the organization, the company, and she's uh, talks to the deep. She meets him and she's all excited to meet him. Cause she always had his poster up on her wall she he was like the one she was a fan of and the first thing he does mm. is what is i mean what does he threaten her with we're gonna he pulls down his pants shows his wiener to her and says hey uh you want to fucking you yeah. know the thing and and he's like well look who are they gonna believe you or me right kind of thing and, and i'm sitting there and i'm like maybe this works if this is like 1970 or something but you're making this show for now I I can't she's she's a powerful strong woman who like I guess I give her more credit than the average Joe would. I feel like she would tell him to go fuck himself. You know, like I I look at it and I'm like there are a couple things that I, I can't speak to what happens to women, especially women of that you know that that that's happened to. So I don't know. I can see some dudes in positions of power maybe being that fast. Now, narratively, it was just so fast that you kind of get whiplash from it almost. Well, that's what I'm saying. I almost like I don't have a problem with that happening to the character, but I almost wish that some of the politics of how this organization works was a little more fleshed out at that time, because then I could buy like I get it. So she's this is her first this is what she's always wanted. Yeah. I just feel like that first moment like I don't know how much you'd always want you'd want that anymore. Right. Cuz at that moment you'd be like, "Oh, well, this whole place well, is fucked." Well, right? and I, I think about it from a logistic standpoint too, which is uh, if the company knows because they bring up the fact that like, "Oh, well, some of the other women are coming right. forward when she finally goes public with it." If the company knew, they would probably i you know what i gotta take that back i was gonna say they would probably take him out of that situation not let him be with the new female but there are companies that knew about you know like the harvey weinsteins and they just let it happen yeah that's true that's true so no, I, yeah you might be right yeah i guess that is what they're going with the harvey weinstein thing yeah. right i mean essentially i guess 
you know what? I might change my opinion on this. If this is if this is a metaphor for the Harvey Weinstein thing, it kind of works. Though I'm guessing a lot of women, you know, we don't hear about these women, but they probably slapped Harvey Weinstein in the face and walked the fuck out of the room too. I'm sure they're they're you know what I mean. Some, I mean, depending on how much they had. To yeah, lose. you're right. Actually, you know what? I might change my might change my tune on this. It's it's I, a, the, now that you bring up that aspect of it. Although I don't think I don't think the, that Harvey Weinstein like we live in now. It's a post like Me Too world. I don't think that Harvey Weinstein types are going to get away with it as much as they used to. I I, I, I think I would I tend to agree. Um, I do like they kind of had like the whole like uh, what's her name the the Wonder Woman stand in yes um, I don't remember her name either she's got yes. she's got like the weirdest name of out of all of them because like it's not one that would stick in your mind <laughs> right um, but because uh, uh, the other one was like Starlight right yeah right. yeah that's an easy to remember name Homelander really easy um, deep the deep um, but uh, I like the fact that she kind of dealt with the whole like you know. All of this is now about you, because when she goes public, all of a sudden, this Wonder Woman type has to answer all these questions. Oh, what are you doing to support Starlight? And it's kind of nice that they're sort of giving that angle. That's true. To, you know, some people are probably some women who have nothing to do with this woman being assaulted are being asked about it. And maybe they are a little tired of it. I don't know. Right. No, you might be right. I mean, but that was an interesting angle. But they also act like. She almost acts like she doesn't care. She's yeah. only saying it to tell what the, you know, this the is the line. line. Right. Yeah. yeah. Which so is why it's, it, it, I like it and I don't it like it. It gets so, yeah. It's, it, it's so dark. It's so dark on humanity. It's, well, it's but insane. It's also just pulled so straight out of the headlines that I feel like we've mm. been fucking bathing in for the last right. two years, you know? Well, so you watch it and it's like. It's almost like the really creative metaphorical shit is done where you really you have to kind of think about it. You have to put things together. Yeah. This show is not that this show is the moment something happens, you know exactly what it's hearkening to in real life. Yep. And whatever. And sometimes that gets to be a little much for the viewer. The religious stuff, when they go to the religious parade, whatever you want to call it, carnival. The Mike Pence parade. Yeah, sure. Yeah, I mean, I guess that's basically what it <laughs> that's is. That's what it is. Yeah, uh, yeah. and uh, and I, look, I, I spent a lot of my late teens, early twenties being pretty anti-Christian because you know it was the thing that was fed to me. It's kind of like you know, let's 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 think for ourselves, kind of thing. But as I've sort of grown and gotten older, it's like you know, it's a religion. It's flawed, like all of them. I'm just not big on organized religion, but. This is so heavy handed. It's it's crazy. I mean, like they do the whole like the hypocritical like preacher type who like secretly is gay. And, you know, he's you know, he's going to threaten somebody who's willing to, you know, blackmail him. Sure. Yeah. You know, and the hypocrisy is there. And then I but I did like Starlight's little bit about like everything that I'm reading to you is on a teleprompter. I didn't write any of this. No, that was great. That was that actually was a, great. Yeah. So it's like every time that there's something that I don't like, it's kind of accompanied by something that I do. Well, and that's what's funny is, OK, yeah, and that's true. Like I at first now I'm starting to turn on it because of the Harvey Weinstein thing, because it's kind of true. I guess that did happen. And I should, you know, take 
you know, note of that, that that did happen to people and it was probably pretty quick. Um, and they were in situations where this is a dream of theirs. So I guess, yeah. you know, I maybe that one I fucking missed. But but you're right. But even then, I still say some of the storytelling, not just that, but in yeah. general, that first episode was just way too quick. Shit was happening. And I was just like, OK, you didn't set up any of this. I don't I'm not comfortable. Right. Watching this episode because I feel like it's just is this the whole show? We're going to just do this the whole way through. Yeah. But you're right. That relates back to that first moment. And I did love the the uh, the coming clean, the the coming uh, forward about the abuse. Yeah. Shit. Yeah. It was good. It was, it was a good. nice. It was a nice little moment. Uh, I liked you, her character in general. Can I we talk about. Good. So we talk about uh, I said it's predictable. Um, yeah. Everything with basically Homelander, you just see it coming a mile away as far as like who he is, how bad he is how he was created. I didn't have the, I didn't know that he was going to have a little bit more humanity brought to him. I see. I'm not sure if he really did. I kind of disagree with you there. We were talking before the show. You said he kind of was humanized a little bit. I thought so. I don't think he held a baby hostage and he killed its mother. And oh, he's a piece of shit. But he fucking was brought up to be a piece of shit. I mean, well, they they explain it, but I don't think he was like, no, you don't think he's a good guy, but no. you are like, oh, here is it's almost like a kid who was raised by, by like terrorists. I guess like, if how that, do they right. do it? You know, I guess it doesn't mean you don't you need to kill him. Right. But it does. It is like, OK, here's an explanation. He fucking right. had it rough when he was younger. What the fuck was he supposed to turn out to be? You know, I suppose. I mean, there's something to be said about like he just, you know, he, he the problem is, is that he keeps acting the way he does. Because there's no one to stop him. He's a big baby. Well, he's a big baby, but also he's basically like, no one can stop me. Right. He's fucking, he's Homelander. He's God. Yeah. He's, he's, he's my, he's far and away my favorite thing on the show. In my opinion. I just wish that the best part of the show. I just wish it hadn't been so predictable that he was created in a lab. Yeah. Well, they kind of, yeah, they set that up that, uh, spoilers, they all are kind of. Yeah. Well, they all, but. Most of them are born to real right. families. True. You know, that's true. Yeah. No, he was the one who was like the prototype that they yeah. fucking. Yeah. Um, but God, does he have the there? There's a there's a seg a sequence in this involving oh, yes. an airplane that gets hijacked. Yep. And basically they send him and they're, they're trying to get the Congress to pass a bill to bring superheroes into the military. Yeah. Uh, the company is. So they send them to international waters to save this airplane. It's military privatized yeah. metaphor. Halliburton, yeah. 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 In case you didn't get that. So they send them. Um, they send them to save this airplane and they get on there and they kill the terrorists and all the people on the plane are cheering. It's their favorite heroes yeah. come to save the day. And all of a sudden there's still terrorists in the cockpit. Terrorist in the cockpit gets killed. And then the Wonder Woman character like feels bad and wants to save some of the people. because. Yeah. And, and it's great that they bring up stuff like like this is where it kind of it kind of twist the arm of superhero movies in a clever way yeah. like when they're like just go carry the plane and he's like no i'd break right through the fucking plane it's yeah. not an option but homelander instead of saving any he's like no we can't save some because then it's gonna come out that this happened and whatever they just let the fucking plane die they just watch children and mothers screaming to like take their children yeah 
and he just says, no, get the fuck out of my way. And he starts bitching at him. I will it is burn fucked. you. I will burn it you. It is so yeah. fucked. Yeah. And then, yeah. And then uh, they, he spins it to the media as in like, hey, you know, this will never happen again if you guys allow us into the military because we just didn't have enough time. Yeah. You know, so I uh, I thought that that was great. Um. That's my favorite part of the show, but I do want to real quickly, because we're talking about ham fisted, you know, so after 9-11, Bush had the whole, you know, the right. the, the bullhorn speech or whatever. Yep. Um, so one part of that is the crowd said, yelling to Bush at the time saying, we can't hear you. And Bush said, I can hear you. I can hear you. The rest of the world hears you. And the people, the people who knock these buildings down will hear all of us soon. Homelander says, the crowd says, uh, we hear you, Homelander. And he says, and I hear you, brother. I hear you. And the world hears you. And very, very soon, my friend, whoever did this to us will hear from all of us. Yeah. And it's like I'm watching it and I'm like, yeah. it's kind of great. Yep. But, you know, we get it. Yep. You, you, we get the idea that like, oh, they're going to spin the evil Republican character is going to spin that this was just their way to have a nefarious right. purpose to do something that's bad. Now, I don't even know if it goes to Republican necessary because it goes to anybody who's willing to lie for their own means who is in power. Sure. Because because they're basically just playing on people's fears and anxieties. Yeah, but it's a liberal show. I Come mean, on. It is. It is. I'm if just. They, I would, they didn't take any like, you know, I I, I mean, maybe it, I'm wrong. They did. I didn't hear any FDR quotes. No, in there no. Or, well, you know, well, what I'm saying is in that moment, even though what you're saying is very true with the right. Bush thing, I, I don't I think the idea would be I think it's just the manipulation of the public. Because it's like, it's the idea that some people are disingenuous and some people aren't. Sure. I mean, that's the assumption being made that Bush was being disingenuous when he gave that speech, though, which is which like. Which is like, I actually doubt that he was being disingenuous. Right. And clearly Homelander's fucking Clear, asshole. Clearly yes. he is. Yeah. So, I mean, I guess you could make the argument that by tying them, you're insinuating that Bush was. I, I would say so. I would say that your message by pretty much, I mean, it's a copy of the Bush speech right, is right. The, we, this is, Hey, here's, here's our metaphor. Right. Like, you know, and, and, and I, and it's funny. It's so funny to me that this show, I still really like it because right. this is the kind of shit that typically like I'm out. Right. I'm out. But this thing I just chuckled at and was like, oh, I love Homelander. He's right. fucking hilarious. How big of an asshole he is. Yeah. Well, he's a monster. He's, yes. he's an absolute monster. He I plays at, it great, too. He, I thought the, the actor, actor was, was really, really good. good. Yeah. We haven't even talked about the main character who actually I kind of like for the most part. Yeah. You start not. He's a good protagonist. You start thinking he's a little bit of a like bitch boy character. But as time goes on, he kind of grows up yep. over the course yep. of the series. And I thought he was good. I I. And I, I really, I really liked Starlight. So I think did I. She, I think she was my favorite character in the show because okay. she is the literal beacon of of decency and good in the entire show. Just another on the nose metaphor. Yeah, the beacon of light. Starlight. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I like Carl Urban. Carl Urban Always is pretty. Great. Is 
pretty fucking great. Yes. Um, like he's, the he's Asian a, girl. Oh, she was awesome. Crazy. The Wolverine, basically. Yeah, I mean, there's so many things we haven't talked about, like dark, crazy scenes. Uh, like uh, The black noir, the dark noir. Yeah. I want to know what the fuck's up with that dude. Well, so it's funny. That's a funny one because it's like, okay, are they setting him up so they can kind of have him be around later? Or is that the gag? That right. he's like the guy just nobody, nobody has any knows. interest in and don't right. know, doesn't know. I really like him i had really been hoping black noir that's really that's a really funny name by the way i love it's so redundant it's fantastic uh i had been thinking too like how like what what would have been great is if he had been you know they're they're bringing up like the guy who is up in the tower and like who's like the owner i was like you know it'd be great if like he was black noir like, ooh, that would have been a nice little twist. Twist. Couldn't uh, there still be a twist? I mean, there could be, I guess. Well, no, because at the end there, the, what's his name from uh, Breaking Bad? Uh, he's he's the guy they were talking about. Oh, yeah, yeah. Gus. Gus. Yeah. yeah. So Gus is the guy who can Gus be Black Noir? No, because they were in the same scene together. Oh, Black Noir went and played the piano. Yeah. yeah. Which that was a great little bit. Yeah, it was too. great. I, I love Black Noir. He is the absolute <laughs> shit. I want to know more about him. Yeah, he didn't do ha any ham-fisted metaphor spewing in the yes. whole show. Yes. He's the only one. <laughs> he just came in. He was silent the whole goddamn time. Doesn't say a fucking word. What did you think? We didn't really get it. So the finger banging of the gills. Hated it. It was weird, wasn't well, it? Well, it was. I'm like, I'm sitting here. I'm like, okay. So... Aquaman has super strength because he can survive the pressures of the ocean deep. Is it, what does the deep just breathe underwater and he can only go so far down because he can't survive it? So you not have super strength? He can't stop this. Like I get the idea, like oh, it's the perpetrator uh, uh, yeah. getting a taste of their own medicine. It's you know, and I actually kind of like the subsequent scene where he like shaves his all of his hair and he kind of right. like he has like a britney spears moment um i kind of like that i kind of like the way they handled that character yeah with that shit because yeah. um yeah i mean he's still a piece of shit but yeah. but, but he's but been he humbled. kind of has been right exactly i'm hoping he's i would say he and black noir are the characters I'm the most excited to see in season two. I just want to see Homelander. And, and Carl Urban. America, baby. Well, yeah. And the ending scene is pretty fantastic. Yeah. Um, even though I kind of sort of saw that coming. Yeah, too. I figured that. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it's a, it's a B series. Maybe it'll raise. So rise. I'm a B plus, you're a B minus. So yeah. the board and annoyed gives it a B. B is straight that fair? B? I think yeah. that's a straight B. Uh, shit we watched. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. And we talked before this. I've got a litany of shit. Whoa. Shit we watched. So I guess first I'll, uh, I'll discuss a podcast I've been listening to. Ooh. This one's kind of out of left field. Um, so it is called 83 Weeks. Okay. Um, it's basically an interview series with Eric Bischoff, who was the um, president of WCW during oh, the 83 my. weeks that they beat Raw in the ratings in right. the late, late 90s. Okay. Um, 
Kind of fascinating. Hmm. I mean, each episode is a couple hours long, and there are a bunch of episodes of this. But basically, he gets into, like, the first episode's about the creation of the NWO and how they decided to turn Hogan into a bad guy. Yeah. And and it gets into all the dirty business aspect of wrestling. And it's really interesting because... It's like a bunch of athletic, macho, you know, fucking big athlete dudes who are acting like drama queens. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's interesting. Um, he's kind of a bullshit artist, I think. Okay. This Eric Bischoff. Um, but if you were a fan of wrestling at that time, like I was, it is quite fascinating. Some of the shit they get into. Mm. Um, and especially because... I mean, people don't remember or realize how big of a deal it was to turn Hogan into a bad guy. Yeah. I mean, he was like America's fucking hero yep. as far as wrestling was concerned. So, yeah, I would recommend it. I'm uh, a few episodes into it. going to keep listening to it. It's kind of become my I'm closing my eyes to go to bed, turn on some bullshit right. listening hour. Yeah, yeah. But, but, yeah, there was that. Um, I did go see a movie. Good boys. The good boys. Good boys. Yeah. So uh, it's fine. Hmm. You know, it sucks that it's not funnier because if I was just judging it on how funny I thought it was and the acting, I would probably give it a D minus or an F. But there's a bunch of heart here. Like Mm -hmm. it gets into a lot of the stuff like, you know, it's about these three friends, like sixth grade or so. Yeah. And their friends that they've known are kind of just their friends because they live down the street from each other. Mm. Like they haven't hit that point in life where it's like you find people with interests similar to yours and you hang out with them. And all of a sudden you don't hang out with your next door neighbor anymore. Yeah. So that kind of stuff, like I was like, Hmm, like I haven't heard much commentary ever about that concept. It's a very good concept. Yeah. And that was really good. Uh, You know, it's a very like, inappropriate movie like they find sex toys and shit or whatever yeah but the whole kind of point is and like they talk about there's like a, a whole drug angle to it um, they're not doing drugs but the whole point is like don't submit to peer pressure to be cool mm-hmm. like honestly the like the heart of the movie was great like there were mm. aspects of <clears throat> excuse me there were aspects of the movie that i really liked mm-hmm. it's just not funny they're not good at acting they're too young it's just not it's not great and it's got that jacob tremblay from uh really room is one of yeah i'm sorry he's not very good neither none of them are very good but then again i'm bullying like 12 year olds so i mean maybe it was the direction i mean maybe it's just it's a tough it's a tough one i think it's tough to have a scene comprised solely of children or not 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 just a scene a movie a movie right right yeah, it, it, you know, commendable. I'll give it a C. Um, it's it's too bad, too. I mean, you think of like Stranger Things or like uh, yeah. It. I mean, we we are in like a renaissance of like decent or not just decent, good child actors. You know, that's a good point. I feel like these kids might be just a tad younger or they're Probably. just it's different subject matter. Yeah. I don't know, but they you're did, right. They it, did seem younger than the Stranger they're Kids. super young seeming. Yeah. Right. And um, but yeah, I mean, there's a few funny moments, but on the whole, 
it's not great. I actually think, though, like I said, I mean, it's not it's not the glorification of sex and drugs and all this stuff. I mean, mm. you've got a character in there who basically their main thing is like he he's really good at singing and he wants to be a singer mm-hmm. and he wants to sign up for like the drama club or the contest to be like in the play or whatever. Sure. And basically he gets like made to feel like he's a pussy if he does that. So he doesn't do it, you know, yeah. and like they go into that. But it's, you know. All of that stuff, it all comes around to like the ending totally got me. Like I was like sitting there like, wow, I'm actually like really I'm impressed with where this all went and Mm. the the restraint and responsibility of the people who made the movie to actually make a movie that has a message like this. Right. You know what I mean? So so they get kudos for that. Honestly, I would really surprised because it just looked like a not funny comedy that wouldn't have anything to say. So that got like an 85 percent on Rotten Tomatoes. I know. I I don't. I'm starting to just not. Yeah, I know. Rotten Tomatoes. Usually something like that. I get excited about. Right. But but yeah. So what did you uh, anything for you? I I started watching Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood again. Okay, it's 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 one of my favorite shows of all time. It's it's fantastic. Okay. What am I going to wait and give the full? Are you going to rewatch the whole thing and give the I uh, I don't need to give a full review. It's an A. It's it's one of, it's it's one of the greatest animes. It's probably an A plus. It's it's now I, I think upon rewatch, a couple of the the animation bits I think could have been a little bit better. There's there's some uh, the anime most of it's great, but there are a couple off shots here and there, and I think that drops it down to an A. But I think it's the greatest anime of all time. Okay. So this would be the one I should watch then. This is my favorite. I don't okay. know. I don't know if you would like it. It's not. Oh, it's a challenge. I, See, now I have to pretend I like it. I, I just, just to tell you you're wrong. <laughs> I just love this story. There are aspects of it that are very anime. And I'm like, I can forgive that. And I can actually find joy in some of it. Sure. I'm not sure if you would because okay. it's a medium thing. <laughs> okay. You know? But anyways. Uh, yeah. So I guess I've got a few more things I can talk about. I watched a couple first episodes of new seasons. Sure. Uh, I watched the first episode of Mindhunter. Okay. Um, this is the one that's basically about the uh, the guys who created the concept of like profiling serial killers. Sure. Um, still good. First episode was good. Obviously, I don't have the full context to say that the season is good, but the other one I watched was the first episode of the terror for this year. Infamy it's called. And this time it's about, uh, the last one was a historical, like basically the terror was a real ship that they, you know, took real people and turned it into this horror story. Um, and this one is about the Japanese internment camps. So it started off with this family living in California, this Asian family. George Takai is prominent in it. Um, It's interesting. Uh, It doesn't. It doesn't have the acting chops that some of the people in that first series had. With, mm. well, I forget his name, but that fucking great actor who's like in Chernobyl. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and, you know, you had the guy who played Caesar in Rome. He was in John Carter. <laughs> cough, cough. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, anyway, uh, it it's pretty much you can tell it's a ghost story. It's about like they're very like a couple of the characters really believe in these spirits. Like apparently sure. there's some Asian belief in these spirits and did they follow them to america and it's it opens with a woman walking down a dock with one of those like she's got her hair up in a bun like Mm -hmm. she's a standard like 
Asian geisha kind of looking, you know, okay. outfit. Uh, but she pulls the thing out of her hair like the, it almost looks like a, a stick, like a chopstick. Almost. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Hate to say that, but but yeah, she jams it into her ear and pushes it in and kills herself. On Holy the dock. shit! That's the opening scene of All the right. show. So, that I mean, it gets, a, kicks right off. It's a great opener. So far, yeah. I mean, I'm excited to see where it goes. Um, did you have anything else or can I just roll through these? Fuckers? Roll through them. All right. So um, I watched a documentary on Shudder called Why Horror. Uh, this Tal Zimmerman, he's like a horror writer for, you know, like websites or whatever. But he kind of wanted to explore, like, why do people like horror? It's this disgusting thing. Mm-hmm. Why are people, you know, attached to it? Right. Uh, pretty interesting. He has some interviews with, like, you know, John Carpenter's in there. Um, you know, a bunch of people. And they just kind of talk about why do people like horror? Why do kids like horror? You know, and uh, yeah, pretty good. There I give it like a C, sub C plus. Tons of film papers written about that. Tons of studies yeah. done in the film industry about well, apparently that. Apparently, nobody can really Se- figure it out. 70s and 80s. Well, it goes, I mean, Joseph Campbell would say it deals with myth and humanity's need for myth and and uh, the, the, the grotesque and sort of the perverse and the... Uh, you know, like there's always something like the monster always is is some sort of like either deformed version of humanity or some sort of like crime against nature. Those are like that's true. Very well, and what's things. interesting too, and I was thinking about this as I was watching it, is like why horror is different for different people. Like some people are genuinely scared of it. Some yeah. people have fun yep. with blood and gore and shit. It's like a release maybe yeah. for you know. So, but yeah, it was an interesting watch. It was like 80 minutes. I, I really like, I mean, it's why in the 70s and 80s, there was this big, like, sort of movement against it because they they called it, like, the, um, the like, autonomic response or the automatic response genres. It was that and comedy. Because they're like, oh, you're just going for an emotional gut reaction from people. Sure. So yeah. it can't be a good genre. Oh, that God. Was the like, whole Gene thought. Siskel hated it. Yeah. Yeah. So th- I always find that interesting. I like it because it it's just like sci-fi. You can do some amazing metaphors and do some really cool narrative things there. And also just scene structure wise, you can do some really suspenseful shit that sure. you can't do in any other genre, really. Uh, that reminds me, I heard that James Wan is helming a Salem's Lot mm. movie, uh, which was the vampire story from Stephen King. Yeah, I've, Fuck it. Yes. I've heard of it. Yeah. Yeah. Let's do that, James. <laughs> Please. <laughs> no james do aquaman too (laughs) god damn uh but no i also watched and this this is a treasure of a movie uh nightmare on elm street 2 freddy's revenge okay this movie is one of the strangest fucking like if you needed to make a sequel to Mm -hmm. a nightmare on elm street how you ended up at this is bizarre so uh have you ever seen the you've only seen the first right and the you, last right or what What have you seen i have seen uh the first and freddy versus jason oh wow oh okay so do okay. not spoil this for me because we, i am really enjoying this whole like alex watches classic yeah we gotta movies. do a nightmare on elm street one sure but yeah nightmare 2 is okay the metaphor of it it's believed to be first off the final girl is played by a gay man. It's a man. It's okay. a boy. His name is Jesse in the movie. 
And uh, he basically, you could make the leap that Freddie represents his homosexuality and him trying to hold it in because it's a possession movie. Oh, my. The rules are broken for the Nightmare franchise. Okay. This isn't a... In a good way? way. No. Okay. Absolutely not. Okay. But... I kind of like the movie because it's 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 the last time until Wes Craven's new nightmare that they tried to make Freddy really truly scary. Okay. You know, like he's not cracking he's not jokes. jokes, right? Yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. Um but like okay, as an example, there's a scene in this where this gym teacher who bullies the the kids, the class, him, the main character, and like his his bro. I already see where this is going. Okay, so he 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 apparently likes to hang out at SNM clubs, <laughs> like you know. Okay, he goes, I did not see yeah, where this was going. And Jesse, one night, he's stumbling around. Basically, Freddie keeps taunting him, like "Kill for me, Jesse," you know, in his dreams or yeah. whatever. And and he goes, he ends up out in the middle of the night. Um, on a school night and he ends up at the SNM bar and the gym teacher <laughs> runs into him there and the gym teacher's dressed in like the spiked, you know, yeah. fucking like, you know, takes him back to the school, makes him run laps and then like hit the shower and like he's showering. Jesse is. And meanwhile, all of the balls, the sports balls in the locker room area start flying at this gym teacher. Like they haven't established that he's asleep or anything, but like all this shit starts happening. The gym teacher gets strung up by jump ropes. Like they grab him, the jump ropes, grab him by the wrist, pull him into the shower room, tie him up, tie him up. His pants and everything get ripped off. It's just his bare ass. And then these towels come in and whip him on the ass. This is a real scene. I am describing this exactly how it happens. Okay. That's his death scene. People can't see my face, but I am I am shocked. You got to watch this. I might just give you this when you look because it's it's an it's an amazing. You watch it knowing what like the the like the funny part is. I don't even know if the director knew that this was what they had written was like this, like that it would become this like, you know, it's almost like a, a staple of gay horror. It's like right. legendary because it's like, you know, right. But yeah, they even this is how bad it is, though. Fred or Robert England wanted extra money to do the sequel. Sure. So they hired a different guy to play Freddy and he's in one scene. You don't see his face and you can immediately spot that it's him, that it's not that it's not Robert England. Wow. And they fucking watched that scene and they went, no, pay him. Let's get him back. So theoretically, you could have had an entire series of. Freddy that wasn't him. Hello, and I do apologize for the abrupt ending to this episode. Uh, this is Home of the Movies uh, in the editing bay. And uh, yeah, I guess it just stopped recording. So uh, thanks for listening to another episode of Bored and Annoyed. Um, hope you guys enjoyed this. Sorry you didn't get to hear both Jackson and I say goodbye. <laughs>